All right, I have 20 minutes to say something to the women. Mm. With me, all things are possible. <laughs> Amen. All right. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1 to 5. I am going to be very quick. I just want to say something to the mothers and then we will carry on. As you can hear from my voice, this whole week I've been under attack from my health and, um, you know, and, uh, but God is faithful. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. To who? Are you reading with me? To who? To who? I want everybody to shout it out loud. To who? To Timothy, my dearly beloved son. Now, this is spiritual son. Because Paul never married. Paul never had a child. So, being a spiritual son and daughter to someone is scriptural. Say amen to that. Alright. To, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, peace, and from God the Father, and, Jesus, and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with a pure conscience that without ceasing I have, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and how long else? Day. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. Greatly desiring to see thee being mindful of thy tears that I may be filled with joy. Verse 5, which is my verse of emphasis. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee which dwelt first in thy grandmother Louise and thy mother Eunice, I am persuaded that is what? In you also. Somebody say amen to that. Give me Proverbs 26 and uh, 31, the just woman uh, scripture. Proverbs 31 verse 26 to 31. Uh, if possible, just give me this in the amplified version. Give me this in the amplified version. Proverbs 31 verse 26. Uh, the Bible says she opens her mouth in skillful and godly wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue giving counsel and instruction next verse she looks well to how things go in her household she does not eat bread of idleness her children rise up and call her blessed happy prosperous and to be admired her husband also and he praises her saying Many daughters have done nobly and well with the strength of character that is steadfast in goodness, but you excel them all. Charm and grace are deceptive. Let me Felix translation. Slay queen. Instagram naked slay queen and grace are deceptive. And superficial beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord reverently worshiping and obeying and serving and trusting him with all all feel respect she shall be praised and the church say even if i didn't preach that's just enough preaching my god you know i was uh, watching a, a documentary and they were asking for um for youth young people there were five of them, but there were five of them. And, and they were asking them a question of how, which version of the Bible do they love most? So the one of them, the first guy stood up, the guy, is, you know, he 
looked like Pastor KG, you know, stood up and he said, I love King James Version. The King James Version, he says, I, I believe Paul taught in King James. You know, Paul is a very serious Christian. He says, I love the King James Version. Then the second guy stood up and he says, listen, I love the new King James. It's a bit more explanatory than the King James. He doesn't use those thou, thee, you know what I'm saying, doest and all that. The third person stood up and said, I love the Amplified because it's, it explains a whole lot more than the King James and the New King James. And then the fourth person stood up and said, I love the New Living Translation. It brings more flavor to scriptures. But the fifth guy stood up and said, I love my mother's translation. He said, because my mother translated the Bible to me in a way that makes me love God today and still follow him. That's how powerful a mother is. I started that story like that because Paul is writing to Timothy and Paul realized that there is something about this young man. Now, Timothy started pastoring the church at Ephesus at 19. Timothy was not one of those boys I perceived that went to work in spa or had worked in Absa Bank. This young man gave his life to Christ and began to serve God. And Paul, when, you know, he, he had raised a few people in Ephesus and didn't have anybody to leave them with. He left them with a 19-year-old boy, a young man who really didn't know so much about life, so much, but he loved God. He had, he had an unfeigned faith that was so visible. Paul saw honesty. He saw, he saw somebody who, who had morals. He saw a young man that was not careless, that was not crazy. I mean, didn't live his life like the way young people are living today throwing themselves naked all over social media. They, he wasn't like that. He was honest. He was sincere. He was faithful. He was serving the Lord. He was committed to the things of God. And Paul said, listen, just having watched you, I realized something, that in your family history, that you have a grandmother that had an unfeigned faith. And your mother was able to transmit that faith your grandmother was able to transmit that faith to your mother. And now, the same faith I saw in both of them, I'm seeing in you. Mothers, I want you to know that there is so much virtue that is inside you that this generation needs. Oh, no amen this morning. You have, you have a responsibility to transmit godly virtues to your children. We are slowly living in a generation where if nothing is done about what we are going through a time will come when if you say Jesus young people will be asking you where how who who is that but we still need mothers who are going to transfer this faith that we so preach to the next generation oh you, that's the right place to put your hands together for Jesus we need mothers that will transfer honesty uh, say amen church don't we have honest mothers in this house? We need mothers that will transfer truth to their children. We need mothers that will transfer responsibility, integrity, that will transfer honor to the next generation. We need children who still understand honor. I always tell the story of one day I was flying to Cape Town with my late wife years ago. And we got into, at that time, the OR Tambo was being 
um, you know, repaired and, you know, and, and we, we got into this bus that takes you to the plane. And as we got in, there was this 16-year-old young girl that came in and sat down. And I mean, there were elderly people that were coming in with clutches and walking stick and they came into the bus. Instead of this girl to stand, she, everybody that was sitting stood up for these elders to, to sit. But this young girl, in probably 16, 15, 17, sat there and old I wanted to slap that girl. Look, church, mothers, you need to train your children to honor. Say amen, somebody. You need to train your children, teach them honor. We still need mothers that need to transfer grace to the next generation. We have a generation of people right now, ladies that don't know whether they are women or they are men. They don't understand who they are. They don't have value for themselves. I believe one of the reasons why men are mistreating women in South Africa is because the women are presenting themselves that way. Today has been, listen, I have heard it from many. One day I was listening to a preacher who is not a South African. He was preaching. And he said something about South African women. And I was, you know, my, my head almost exploded. Do you know that people perceive South African women as cheap? Because of the way we flaunt ourselves on social media. I'm telling you. They perceive, today, men regard women as nothing. Because we've presented ourselves so cheap. And the reason is because... There are few mothers who are transferring integrity, honesty, honor, ethics. How to dress. Simple thing as how to dress. A mother needs to teach her child. You don't let your child leave house with a whole tummy open and just put one small thing here and have one handkerchief as skirt. No, no, no. That's not, you are not a mother. Amen, somebody. Many years ago, I, I wanted to, man, I mean, my, my twins had a birthday in the house. And so they invited a few of their friends. So I'm in the house, and the gate bell rings, and these few girls come in. These girls were, I asked my late wife, who are these? He said, they're here for Geshwin and Eshwin's birthday party. I said, dress like this. He said, baby, please, I know you are a preacher just today. Just stay in the room and <laughs> because I wanted to react. I mean, but church, how do you allow your child dress out like that? Walking with you. I was in the mall of uh, the Glenmore one day and I saw this man. He was walking with his daughter. This daughter was wearing a short that part of her bum bum, you know, this was showing. And this man is walking with his daughter. What are you training the child to become? Are we together, church? We still need mothers that are going to transfer morals, godly morals to the next generation. Is anybody here like Louis? Is anybody here like Eunice that will transfer to Timothy? What Timothy we used to pastor such a great church like Ephesus? Am I talking to mothers here today? Are there still mothers like that? That will carry morals to the next generation. I am so glad for my late wife. 
I look at Kion and Hannah today and I'm glad for what she taught them. Now, church, listen. I know many of us will, will say, okay, apostle, but you know, I did my best and my children never came out right. Yes, I understand. But many times, many occasions, may, most children that turn out the way they turn out, it is because at home they were not trained. They were not trained. And we have allowed teachers to train our children. We have allowed helpers to train our children. We have allowed all kinds of people to bring up our children. And church, nobody is going to bring up your children in the way of the Lord but you. Oh, where your amen is still under the blanket. Nobody is going to bring up your children except you. Listen to me, church. If you send a skeleton to Glenanda Primary School at 8 in the morning, by 3 p.m., when he returns, he's going to return his skeleton. There is no teacher in school that will change that child. Am I communicating? If you send a boy that dishonors people at 8 a.m. to school, in the evening when he returns, he's going to be the same boy. You will have to teach them honor. You have to teach them respect. You have to teach your daughter to cook. I went to visit one of the great families in this church years ago, living in a mansion. And this woman was cooking for us. Her 16-year-old daughter crossed her leg in the luxury white lamb suite in their house, was watching Kim Kardashian's. I said, this woman is in trouble. You are going to bring a girl that they will, be sent, they will send her home after a little while. Are we together, church? She was crossed her legs on the, di on the coffee table and watching Kim Kardashian's and the mother is cooking. Mothers, that's not how to bring up children. You bring up a child in the way they should grow so that when they grow, they will not depart from it. Church, we're still looking for those women. Those Proverbs 31 women that the Bible talks about. You know the story of Solomon. Solomon asked a question in Proverbs chapter 31. He asked a question. If you go to, what verse is that? Um, there's a verse in Proverbs 31 where Solomon said a virtuous woman. I don't know if it's verse 10. Just check for me. A virtuous woman who can find. Look for it. Find it for me, please. Quickly. Help me. Help me with the scriptures. Help me. Those on the, the media team, please help me. Alright, put it in the King James Version. Put it in the King James Version. Who can find a virtuous woman? Who asked this question? Is the writer of the book of Proverbs. Who is the writer of the book of Proverbs? Solomon. How many women did Solomon have? 1,000 women. 300 wives and 700 concubines. And he still can't find one. He's asking a question. This guy, man, Solomon is a dude. You know, in heaven, there are people that I want to meet. He's one of them. Because some of us that are married to one, we are still pleading the blood. The men should have supported me here. 
Where are all the men? Why? I didn't hear a baritone amen. You know the Bible says, dwell with them according to understanding. Not understand them. Because when I used to read that scripture, I used to think God said, understand your wife. Until I went to, because after a while I couldn't. I said, Lord, I, I was married for 22 years. Now I remarried again. I thought something would change. I realized that they are the same. What is that the same? You can't understand them. No, you can't. If you are trying to understand your wife, the Lord help you. If you understand the Holy Spirit, then you can. But if you don't, the Holy Spirit is like the wind. The Bible said the wind bloweth where it listed. No man knows where he's going, nor that no man knows where he's coming from. So is every, man, every woman. Because they both called helpers. I just delivered somebody. So try, stop trying to figure out your wife. <laughs> Solomon said a virtuous woman who can find. How can we find a virtuous woman? And then he began to describe this woman. He says from verse 26, if you can go down to Proverbs uh, uh, 31 verse 26. Please follow me, media team. I just want you to walk with me, please. Help me. Help me, help me. The Bible says when this woman opens her mouth, what comes out is wisdom. Her tongue is the law of kindness. When a virtuous woman, church, let me tell you, you know, children learn a whole lot from their parents. That's why, um, how do I put this? You know, a, a successful mother is not known because she has children. No. Having children doesn't make you a successful mother. What, what makes you a successful mother is what you do with that child the day you leave hospital after giving birth to the child. Is what makes you a successful mother. Because some mothers are abusive. Some mothers talk down. They discourage. They frustrate. They make a child feel hopeless. But a good mother is the one that encourages, that speaks words, prays for the child, teaches the child the word of God, teaches the child morals, teach the child to grow up and be a woman of substance. That's a good mother. Are we together, church? And now in doing this, it happens in an environment, for instance, of marriage. I'm talking about now a child that grows up with a father and a mother in the same house as married couples. Couples, let me tell you, what your child learns from two of you stays with them forever. Listen to me. You know, if both of you are bringing in attitude into your marriage, bad attitude, anger, insulting one another, fighting in front of the children, those memories stay with those kids for life. They stay with them for life. I remember not long ago, one of my sons beats his, and he's a pastor, beats his wife mercilessly. I mean, we've settled case 
I've gone to, the wife has moved out. I will get the wife, come back home. Please, I will go beg. And one day I said, no, something is wrong. And I said, son, come and see me. And he came to see me on the, during the week. And we sat down. And he, I said, son, it's not, this is not you. Something is definitely wrong. Why are you beating your wife? You are a pastor. How do you preach? I mean, I can, I can open my mouth proudly and say, I was married to my late wife 22 years. I never hit her once. Now I'm married. This is the eighth month. I've never touched my wife once. She's here. If she, if she disagrees, she can raise her hand and say, I object. <laughs> Amen. I've never beat her up once. So I said, no, something is wrong. And he sat down. For the first time, he opened up to me. And he said, I watched. The father is also a pastor. I watched my father beat my mother all the time. And he stopped to him. What you do as parents in the house. Your best relationship to your child is not your relationship with the child. Your best relationship to your child is your relationship with your spouse. Because that teaches them everything about life. In fact, let me go a step further. How you love your wife and love your husband will determine how your children will love God. I'm telling you, the love of God is first displayed in marriage. It's first displayed in marriage. So if you are the type that you and your husband are always fighting, listen, if you are the type that you and your wife are always arguing, you want out of your marriage, you are the, your children will carry that for the rest of their life. I'm telling you, church, it's important for you to know that we still need mothers like Louise and Eunice who raised a Timothy. My daughter quoted a scripture. Paul was writing to Timothy. I think it was in the scripture she quoted was in 2 uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. He said, let no man despise your youth. Be an example of the believer in truth, in faith. In faith. Why Paul saw that faith in him? He saw that this, it came from somewhere. It came from the parents. Mothers, God is calling you to arise. Now I want to talk to another set of mothers. In two minutes, I'll be done. I promise you I won't take long today. I know time has gone. Church, I want to talk to another set of mothers that I call the Deborahs. The Deborahs. You know, every time I read the story of Deborah, I get, it's one of those stories that puts, that just gives me chills and, and make me want to cry. Deborah was a strong woman. The Bible talks about this woman in Judges chapter 4. It says that Deborah, if you can put it for us, please. Judges chapter 4 and verse 1. Please give me Judges 4 and verse 1. Because that's the mother that I want to talk about. I want us to pray about today. The mother that we must pray for. And that is the mother to Israel. I'm looking for mothers that will mother South Africa. Mothers to South Africa. Mothers to the nation. The Bible says, And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord and when, eh when Ehud was dead. Now, church, 
before I, I, I continue, let, let me, okay, maybe let me finish reading. And the Lord sold them in the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor. And the captain of hosts was Sisera, which dwelt in Harosheth of the Gentiles. Keep going. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had nine chariots of iron, and twenty years of mightily oppressed the children of Israel. Nezres. And Deborah, a prophetess, a wife of Lapidot, she judged Israel at that time. Now, the Bible mentions, at this point, Israel, the book of Judges is a very interesting book. For those of you who have not read it, the book of Judges is a book that talks about the children. It's one of the, for me, is one of the most bitter, sour, sweet books in the Bible. Because the children of Israel at this point had rejected God. And every time they reject God, what does God do? He hands them over to their enemies. Their enemies will oppress them and they will cry. The reason why is, I said it's a sweet and sour kind of book is because it, it shows you how merciful God is. That, that when you sin, in your sin, if you cry out to God, He will show you mercy. And, and they will cry to God and God will show them mercy and deliver them from their enemies. So at this point, there was no king and they desired that they wanted a king. They didn't want anybody. They didn't want, no, they just said we, we and in fact, the Bible talks about at that time, if you read the last verse of Judges, the last chapter, the last verse, it says that everybody did what was right in their own sight. Everybody did what pleased them. That means anything that seemed good unto me, I would do it. Nobody worried about the Lord. There was no Lord. There was nobody obeyed the law. And I mean, this began in Judges chapter 2. And when, when um, who was that? Joshua, that brought them across from Jordan, had died. In fact, let me, oh, Lord, I don't know why you brought this into my spirit. Judges chapter 2. Let me just, I just, that, that is very critical. The Holy Spirit wants me to share something. Please give me Judges chapter 2. The verse that says Joshua died. Joshua had just passed on. Please give me that quickly. Just look for it. It's not, it's not from verse 1. Just There you go. The Bible says, And Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being 110 years. Next verse. And they buried him in the border of the inheritance of Timnah Heres and the, in the Mount of Ephraim on the north of the hill of Gash. Next verse. And all, the gen all that generation were gathered unto the fathers. And they arose another after them, which knew not the Lord. Do you see why we need Louis and Eunice? Because a generation that will come, if there are no mothers to transfer this unfeigned faith, that will not know the Lord. And the Bible says, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Next verse. Next verse. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balim. Next verse. They forsook the Lord of the God of their father, which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods and of the gods of the people that were round about them and bowed themselves unto them and did what to the Lord? What did they do to the Lord? They provoked the Lord to anger. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtoreth. Next verse. 
And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel and he delivered them into the hands of the spoilers that spoiled them. He delivered to the, into the hand of plunderers. Many people in the church are suffering from spoilers because they have left the Lord. Church, listen, I talk to you parents as I round up. Please, bring your children up in the way of the Lord. Don't find yourself sitting at home on a service day. You are modeling something that you will not be able to fit. Church, the generation is getting worse and worse. I hope you know that. The things we are seeing today, we didn't see 20 years ago. If somebody will tell me when I came into this country 23 years ago that a time will come when you will see young children as Sangomas, it, it's like a joke. You will see the level of homosexuality that's going on in our society. It's like a joke. In those, in 23 years ago, if you are a homosexual, you used to hide them. I'm telling you, people like some, some were not popular. No, they were not. They were hiding. All these homosexuals were, they couldn't come out publicly. But now they are advertising, they, in fact, they use them now for adverts. To promote things. That's the generation we are living. So things are decaying more and more. They, that, that is the more reason why you should now bring your children closer and closer to God. Where is your amen this morning? Bring them closer and closer to God. We don't want a generation, the next generation to rise up one day and they do not know the Lord. It was at this point that God decided to raise a woman. That's why when you are a woman and anybody tells you you can't accomplish anything, they are lying. God raised this woman. She was a wife. Somebody say a wife. And she was a prophetess. There were very few prophetesses in the Bible. Very few. Not like today when every second, third woman is a prophetess. In the Bible, they were, it was Miriam. You all remember Miriam, the sister of Moses? It was uh, uh, Anna, the prophetess, the one that prayed for the birth of Jesus. And then we had uh, uh, so, some other lady, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, in the book of Second uh, Samuel. There was another one, and then there was the wife of Isaiah, who was also a prophetess. And then you had Deborah, and then the last set of prophetess mentioned in the New Testament, women were the daughters of Philip. That's why, don't wait if I catch you, prophetess, in, on social media, if I catch you. You don't even know what it means. You see, <laughs> Jesus, in those years, church, there were, there were two people that served in the priestly and the altar. They were the priest and the prophet. Okay, so a prophetess is a female or a female prophet. Say amen. All right. Now, the priest represented the people to God. But a prophet represented God to the people. So when I see people saying they are prophetesses, and they don't represent God to the people. There is a lady prophetess. She's always naked on social media. The other day, I saw her with Louis Vuitton underwear by the sea. <laughs> with Louis Vuitton bra and say she says she's a prophetess so now church with that type of dressing 
I, will, will you say that person is representing God to the people? Talk to me now. Are you afraid? She's not here. Don't worry. She's not here. Why are you scared? <laughs> are we together, church? Is that person representing God to the people? That's what I'm saying. They don't even understand the meaning of being a prophetess. So you, you, you see, people do all kinds of things without knowing what they are saying. And that's why the devil has messed up their lives. Because they, he knows that this, one, two, this title they have by their name, they don't have a clue what it means. Deborah, the Bible says, was a wife. And now not just being a wife, God raised her as a leader. Not just being a leader as a judge. I mean, she judged Israel. The Bible said that God also called her as a prophetess. So this woman was a very powerful woman. And then if you read Judges chapter 4, in fact, in Judges chapter 5, when she was writing a song after the victory, there was, oh man, Deborah was a powerful woman. Man, I, I was reading the story in Judges chapter 4 this morning, early this morning. She, she in, I think it's Judges chapter, oh man, let me find it, let me find it. Oh boy, that, 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 that blessed me. Oh man, that woman. She was talking to Barak, the commander of her army. Judges chapter 4 and verses, verse 6. Give me this in the Amplified, if possible. Judges 4 verse 6. Now, look at this woman. She, she comes to Barak, the captain of the army of Israel. And she, now she sent a word and summoned Barak, the son of Abinam, from, from Kadesh Naphtali, and said unto him, Behold, the Lord God of Israel has commanded you, go march to Mount Tabor and take with you 10,000 men of war. Of from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulun. Next verse. Next verse. And I will draw out Sisera. Sisera is the commander of the army of the enemies, okay, with his chariots and the infantry to meet you at the river Kishon. And I will hand him over to you. Now, this is Deborah talking to the captain who is supposed to be a general of the army, telling her, This is what the Lord wants you to do. Go and fight because I will give you the enemy. Next verse. Barak said unto her, if you will not go with me, I will not go. Barak, captain of army. You want a woman to go? A woman. Somebody say wimp. May, if you are a man here, may you not be like Barak. Some men are like that. Somebody bang at the door. Boo, boo, boo. Open, open. We are robbers. Baby, baby, go check. Baby, go check. What is it? Somebody holla Barak. Look at a man next to you say, I hope you are not a Barak. <laughs> Don't be a Barak. <laughs> not Barack Obama. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Next, he says, he says it's Barak said unto her, if you will not go with me, then I will not go. But if you will go with me, I will not. Don't be too quick now. The guy changing this thing is a barrack. <laughs> the way you change this so quick. Barak said unto her, if you will not go with me, then I will, sorry, if you will go with me, then I will go.
But if you will not go with me, I will not go. This is a man talking to a woman. A general in the army. Wearing military uniform. He wants a woman to go. And fight. Next verse. She said, I will certainly go with you. Nevertheless, the journey that you are about to take will not be for your honor and glory because the Lord will sell Sisera into your hand, uh, into the hand of a woman. Now, look at this. <laughs> he said, Barak, if you had gone to fight this battle, the glory will be to you. Now you want a woman to go with you. <laughs> Jesus. Hi, Father. Every Barak in this house, deliver them now. In Jesus' name. He says, but now because a woman is going with you, God will bring the glory to the woman. He said, then Deborah got up and went with Barak to Kadesh. So when they won this battle, in chapter 5, Deborah wrote a song to the Lord as I close. She wrote this song to the Lord, and in, in the, one of the verses, which is one of my favorite scriptures, I wrote that when I was writing about my wife today. In verses 7, when she wrote the song, giving God all the praise and all the glory for all that he has done for them to gain this battle, he now, she now said, give me this. The villagers ceased to be. They ceased in Israel until I, somebody say I, Deborah arose until I arose a mother in South Africa. Where are all the Deborahs? Let me see your hand. God needs Deborahs in South Africa. We are in a generation where women, our little ones, our younger girls, don't know which direction to go. Unless we have mothers that will truly represent God in South Africa, God forbid that people will call South African women cheap. South Africa has the most beautiful women in the world. I can tell you that for free. I have traveled everywhere. This nation has the most beautiful women in the world. I remember one of my friends. Oh, you know, he came to visit. He's married. And um, so him and I went to Santin Mall. As we were walking, the guy was looking at ladies. He said to me, child. If I knew I wouldn't have married in Nigeria, I say, boy, go back. It's time to go home before you commit adultery and it will be on my head. In the name of Jesus, you need to get to the plane and go back to your wife. Say amen, somebody. South Africa has the most beautiful women in the world. But we need mothers that will channel them in the right direction. We need Deborahs. Please, women of House of Treasures Ministries, Arise as a Deborah. Arise as a Deborah. And teach our young ones what it means to be a virtuous woman. What it means to truly represent womanhood. That flaunting yourself naked and cheap is not being a woman. That a woman still needs to keep her dignity. In those years, it used to be a prized thing for women to say, I'm a virgin. Today, if you say you are a virgin, people look at you and say, are, are you crazy? But you see, 
the ways of the Lord is not the ways of the world. The Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separate. Be different. Choose to live a life of a virtuous woman. A woman that honors her husband. That looks after her husband. Not a woman that is still admiring other men out there. A woman that is virtuous. Are we together, church? In my one year of being single after the passing of my late wife, I realized how crazy a lot of women are, even married women. I'm telling you, who were ready to give up their marriage. I'm telling you, give up their marriage because they want this guy. Who am I? You don't even know me. You want to leave your husband. We had somebody, should I say, used to work in our, as a staff. As soon as my late wife died, she left her husband. I said, daughter, why are you leaving your husband? I, I called her and I said, sit down. I said, listen, let me tell you. Me and my late wife made up our mind that whoever is going to serve in this office must be married. If you're going to serve me directly, you must be married. I say, so you have to leave your job. Are we together? You see, church, please teach your children well. Teach them morals. We live in, the days are evil. The days are really, really evil. I have, I have experiences. I walked into Dosi and Gabbana the other day not long ago and I had these two ladies drooling over me I mean they were they, they couldn't resist they came to me and you know if I was a cheap guy I would have just taken them to a hotel and blessed my destiny or destroy my destiny not even bless but I looked at them I said I felt so ashamed that how can you are women for goodness sake keep your dignity let a man pursue you. Don't pursue men. Oh, am I talking to virtuous women in House of Treasures? Let a man pursue you. Let a man pursue you. When I was single, I was showing my, my wife a, a picture of a lady that sent me her naked behind. Big behind. And said to me, and she said to me, when are you coming to get this? When are you coming to fetch this? <laughs> you know, church, listen, the only place where you can hear the truth is church. There is nowhere else anybody can tell you this. As a woman, keep your dignity. Let a man pursue you. The Bible says, he that findeth a wife, not a, a, a woman that findeth a husband. Keep your dignity. Keep your dignity. Hold yourself. When a man approaches you, keep your cool. Be calm. I know you are dying inside, but don't die outside. Are we together? Don't die outside. Just pretend like my wife. Oh, when I met her, she was like, I don't need you. I don't, I, don't, I don't want you. I don't need you. If Pastor Chris does not release me, I will never go with you. Me, I know she, inside she was, oh. 
She was telling me how she called Mama Ose. I said, Mama Ose, Mommy, I don't, I'll be married and I won't know. This man, I'm, I'm finished. You can't have me talk to you and you are not finished. It's impossible. Are we together? But ladies, what am I saying? Jokes apart. Let's keep our dignity. Let's raise virtuous daughters. This generation needs mothers in Israel. This generation needs Deborahs. We need women who will teach younger women how to keep a home, how to have a husband, how to honor their husband, how to be virtuous and work, do work with work ethics that are godly. We need virtuous women who will teach their children how to be a mother, how to cook and clean the house. We need virtuous women who will bear the burden for the next generation to make sure that their faith is transferred. Otherwise, what we are going to see in the next generation, only God will help us. Today, men can attest to me because they come to me. My sons come to me. They will tell you, Daddy, there are many women, but there are few wives. They can see. Men can see. I am telling you now, I've just been single not long ago. I searched all over. Couldn't find nobody. I look high and low. Still couldn't find nobody. This thing I'm saying, it looks like a joke. But church, if you want to be a wife, you have to be a wife now. Not when you get married. Not when you get married. Serious men go. That's why I was telling you the other day. Clean up your social media. All those naked pictures you were walking, take them out. Because when serious men get to marry, when they, you see, if they want to sleep with somebody to sleep with, they will look at those pictures. But when they want a wife, they don't want a wife whose nakedness is already displayed on social media. I am telling you the truth. I'm a man. Let me not lie to you. Yes, all those naked pictures, some men look, oh, they look, away. I mean, our eyes are not blind. We can see your nakedness. But you see, when the chips are down, when we want to settle down and say we want a wife, we are looking for a responsible woman. So now, today, social media has become a platform to check people out. That's why you can't treat your page as just anything. Don't go and put pictures you took in 1967 when cameras used to be black and white. My friend, put a picture of your sharp self, the sharpest you have ever been. Go do some makeup. I mean, put some Brazilian Whatever, I don't care, Peruvian, even if it's Nigerian hair, whichever one. Just, just have some, do yourself nice and put your, because you never can tell. My story is not far-fetched. I'm telling you, these things are not jokes anymore. I would never, Mina, have thought in my entire life, as serious as I am, that I will find my wife on Facebook, on, on Instagram. I would never have thought so. Never. I would think that in my place of prayer while I was on this altar, 
laying down, three days dry fasting, an angel will appear to me and say, Bulelua. 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 You know, like some spiritual daughters. For where? Came back one day from service, Wednesday service. Got into my room after I finished eating, my son cooked. Took my late wife's phone, started scrolling. I saw a woman in red, red dress. And when I saw her, I scrolled past it, didn't mean anything, left it that way. The next day I woke up, finished praying for almost three hours. The same picture of this red dress, lady in red, came back. Two days later, came back. And I said, Lord, I know I'm not a lustful person. One thing I don't do, I don't play. I'm not a player. I know I'm not a lustful person that lusts after women. No. And I said, Lord, for you to be bringing back the image of this woman, who is she? And I decided to make a call. And the person that posted her picture gave me her number. And long story short, I called her and we met. We met in a restaurant at the, a hotel called The Residence in Houghton for the first time. As she sat down, the Holy Spirit said to me, this is your wife. From social media, listen to me. I am warning you again. Remove your, if, if she had private. Hello, ladies. Some of you, 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 you send me follow, follow, follow. And I, I want to check who you are. I check private. I just discard you immediately. I go to Nest. Remove, you are single. What are you privating for? You should be public affair. <laughs> Remove private. You need people to see you. Market yourself. Market it well. You are a Christian woman. Men are looking for women. The, when I was checking her out, I was checking. Let me see her post. What did she put there? I will see. Blessed is she that believeth. She will put her picture, but blessed is she. Those were the words. Uh -huh. Okay, Father, this sounds okay. Next picture. The Lord is with them that love him. Next picture. Not, oh, I was on the sea. Mm. The sun is shining. That's not how to get a good husband. You can get a husband, not the one like us. I, can, I promise you. You need a good husband? Beloved, present yourself well. Package yourself well. Put pictures, put scriptures. Let people know, on my way to church, dress your best. Put your picture ready for church. I'm ready to serve the Lord. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Those are the kind of things that attract serious people. <laughs> Apostle, me, I don't want Christian. Okay, go get one from Konka. You, you, you will know how far. By the time first year, he starts busy with five other ladies. You will know where you are. Did you receive anything today? Can, do we have any Deborahs in the house? Can all the Deborahs give me a shout of praise? 
Can you give me a shout of praise? We need mothers in Israel. We need mothers inside. Every head bowed or eyes closed.